0: Last week we ended with the amount of time that the that the candles have to stay lit, as well as the proper time to light. Um, I just want to quickly go over that. We said that there is a machoket poskim, machoket bishon, machoket poskim, whether one should start to light by 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 shkia, by sunset, or um, one should start by tzedekahavim. Uh, what I omitted last time is the fact that uh, the Groh is, is quoted to have to, to, to held that a person has to light within the framework of that Techel and Shuk of the first Chatzim Sha'ah. In other words, there are some that want to interpret that, as an example, the Groh holds you have to light by Shkia. So the Groh holds you have exactly a half an hour from Shkia. Plus plus a half an hour in order to be makim the mitzvah, and there, and, and if you if you miss that, so it's kind of like you miss like the ikuzman mitzvah, and for that reason, there are a lot of people that are very very machbid to be ready by their you know exactly by shkira chama and to uh, to light exactly on time. However, Rav Lichensin told me that when he um, was in the kollel in Wayu, and the vast majority of the Kolelnikim lived on the other side of Washington Heights, so they asked the, the rav whether they should be leaving seder early in order to go into the other side of Washington Heights and, and light. And then inevitably, they would—you know—they'd learn at home, but very few of them would, would make the trip to come back to the base medrash to learn. And the rav said that no, it's better they should finish seder, and after they finish seder, go home and then light even though they were past not only the time of Skia, but they were also past the time of Seder Kukavim. So, in other words, you have a, a, a differing opinion as to how urgent it is to exactly light on time. Okay, when a person, in, in, in the situation of the uh, Kolel in, in YU, right, the, the consideration was Bidot Torah. In other words, that they, they would ultimately be learning much less, if, or, or leaving Seder early, so you said, preferably, you shouldn't. I don't think that's applicable here in Yeshiva, where most of you live like a three-minute walk from, from the base Um But I'm saying in considerations later on in life, a person could uh, decide. Yeah, I, I, I explained that, that there are some posts that hold that if you know you're not going to be at home in the beginning of the time of lighting, better you should make a shliach. Better you shouldn't miss that prime time, the gross prime time of that first half hour um, make a shliach and therefore your Hanukkiah will be lit at the proper time. However, Rav is not of that opinion. As Rav feels that um, even if you're going to be an hour late, or maybe even more, but you know that you're going to be home at a considerable amount of time that there's still rush hour, there's still people walking around outside, then Rav feels that you shouldn't make a person a shliach or your wife or your kids or whatever the case may be, but rather... Uh, light when you get home and um, I think that part of his consideration is also the experiential aspect that there is in the lighting in other words the dry din is that a person has to worry that he has a Chanukia up a person has to um, worry that if his house has a door and most houses have a door he should put up a mezuzah I can make a shliach to put up a mezuzah and the only consideration not to do it myself would be mitzvah bo' yoter mishlucho um, however, the, you know this understanding of Luchan seems is that when it comes to the Hanukiah lighting the Hanukkah menorah, there's more than just that consideration of mitzvah But there's another facet to the mitzvah, a certain experiential facet that also factors in when considering whether you want to make a shliach. If a person is going to be extremely late and it's you know pushing the the ends of rush hour, where there will be very few people out, then, indeed, um, he would tell them to, uh, to light. I later saw, over this past week, I saw um, something quoting Rav Moshe Feinstein. In Rav Moshe Feinstein's atzal, when he was a little bit late to come home, so he asked his wife to wait. And it was a very interesting note, by the way. That Rav Moshe Feinstein's wife did light her own menorah, because when she grew, two, two interesting fact, fact, halachic factoids. When, where she grew up in Europe, the women and the wives did light their own menorah. Ramosha Feinstein's wife. That's one interesting thing. And the other, other thing, interesting thing was that Ramosha said that even though where he came from, the wives didn't light, he as a policy did not push his personal minhagim onto his wife. When, on, on minhagim that had to do with her personally, he uh, didn't feel that his personal minhag overro- overrode his wife's. So his wife would light, light her own menorah um, in their house. And when he was a little bit late, he told her, no, that I'll be, I'll be a little bit late. I think it was something like a half an hour, an hour late. But if he would be uh, much later than that, he asked her to light b'shlichut. Okay, so again, you see why. Your question is why. In other words, shliach and komoto, you could light, why light? Why not light? So again, it must be that, that Rav Moshe Feinstein also must have seen some special experiential aspect of the lighting in in what he felt it was better that he should light. Now, there are some Rishonim that that point in that in that direction. There is a um, there is a Marach Arzarua, who was the Rav Chaim was Zarua, a son of the Arzarua, one of the, the end of the Bali Tosfos Dynasty one of the balbaitos what you can call him that also felt that you you uh, would it's preferable not to make a shliach because of course a person can have a shliach but it's preferable not to make a shliach um, because he feels that the act of lighting the the Chanukiyah could really only be done by the balbait in a certain ideal sense and if and if the balbait makes a shliach to light in his stead that Shaliach is not really doing the ultimate mitzvah of, uh, uh, that, that normally would have been done. He doesn't exactly explain why. Okay, He doesn't exactly explain why. But that's what he says. And he says another interesting halacha, that when the Shaliach is sent to light, the shliach should not make a bracha on the lighting. In other words, let's say you already lit. An hour later, your roommate calls you, oh, I'm stuck in traffic, I can't get home, I can't get back in time, whatever, I want you to light for me. So you go to the room, you go to his chanukiah, and you light for him. According to this maracha when you light, you shouldn't make the bracha l'hadlik neir, even though, I have to say that most postmen that I came across say that the shliach makes a bracha, like a, like a mezuzah. If you put up a mezuzah for somebody else, you make a bracha for a brach of the mezuzah, I even mean, if it's not your mezuzah, but your shliach, you do, you're performing a mitzvah. The Marachar Zaruah says no, that you're not really performing the mitzvah in the same way that the Balabai himself would have performed it, or you're not acting like a osem Mitzvah. It's almost like you're a you're a Shliach without a personal identity when you do it, and you don't make a bracha. Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach Zatzal, Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach Zatzal, Paskins like this Marachar Zaruah, in his understanding of the, uh, the Prima Gadim and the Mishnah Brura. Uh, the Bach, that all seem to be following after this and he passes the same thing that if you're asked to be a shliach you don't make an, another bracha all you do is go light for him if he tells you in advance and before you lit your own menorah then what you should do is when you make your bracha in your house you'll be machaven also to light for him and even if his house is across town it'll take you 20 minutes or whatever it is to get to the other location to light that's okay. It's not considered a hefsek. Very much like the Dikar Chamech. It's a similar idea. And when you go and, and you don't have, you don't make another bracha. You, you just light for him without the bracha. Okay. Um, yes. Two questions. Yes. Let's say There's
1: going to be foot traffic at all times, although it's not going to be rush hour. Is that the same idea? Yes. As long
0: as there's foot traffic, then that's bracha techora and you could still light and be yotzei. And, and we mentioned last week that even if it's after that time, let's say it's past midnight and you live in a sleepy town like a long okay? and there's no one walking around besides the youth of a long No, there's no one walking around the... No, there's no one we're only walking the streets late at night. If you're B'nai are awake, if someone in the house is awake when you come home, that's also fine and you can you can make a bracha according to the Mishnah Bura. And if you use
1: someone else as your shariach, when they don't say a bracha... Uh, if it's the one, if it's the case where where they well, get... I didn't I didn't
0: finish that point. Let me let me finish that point. That was Rav Zaman Zaman Orbach. Right. Um, however, there are others. <coughs> I think the Magen Evram could be interpreted either way. But but most Achronim looking at the Magen Evram seem to understand that the shliach does make a bracha. Um, Rav Moshe Feinstein, as an example, feels that a shliach does make a bracha. However, Rav Moshe says. The shliach would only make the bracha l'hadlik ner chanukah He wouldn't make a bracha she'osah nisim, because again, we spoke about this last time, I believe, didn't we? That she'osah nisim possibly has two different um, natures as far as the bracha. It might be partially a bracha birchara mitzvah but it most probably is a birchad re'iya, making a bracha on the experience of uh, of 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 seeing the, the Chanukiah, and therefore of Moshe feels that you shouldn't make that second bracha. Yes, sir, Avi. Um, so we said, said last time that if you punish a sha that he makes a shahayanu for you. But let's
1: say you punish a shayah, he makes a shaqyanu. Um, the next night No, not
0: Shahiyanu. Like, what are you talking about, Shahiyanu? Huh? The
1: first night he, make, he doesn't
0: make the for you. No, no. No, it's not, not clear at all. I, I would say, in other words, again, it, it seems to me to be a between Rosh Hashanah Orbach and 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 Ramosha Feinstein. Um, but no, it's not the Rapash that he's making a, a, a bracha for you. Definitely not clear. Yes.
1: In either of those cases, can you read when using Can you read light? Can you light another hanukiah chana-
0: for yourself? No. I mean, you could always light whatever you want, but you definitely can't make a bracha. You, you already yotz to your mitzvah.
1: Can you make a bracha out of uh, shas
0: if you light your own? I think that's questionable. In other words, if you discharge your um, obligation by lighting, that's your Chanukiah. If you got somewhere and then all of a sudden, oh, even though my wife or my friend lived for me in, in, in my abode, I'm going to light again. That's not really a, a, a hadlaka of a mitzvah, and I would be very hesitant to, to make a bracha shas on that. Yes.
1: Uh, You said before, when you like a friend, you don't make the bracha, does that mean either of them, or what? Pardon me? You said before that uh, when you like someone else, you don't make the bracha, does that mean even to us, you don't make one of the other guys?
0: According to Shom Zavon Orbach, you wouldn't make any bracha. If the person that you're lighting for is present in the room, like an ill person that can't light on his own, then you can make all the brachas for the person. That's not a problem. But if the person is not present... So coin to Rosham, Zalman, Auerbach, you would make no brach. Or coin to Ramos, Feinchen, you would make a lahadlik nair. Okay? Uh, there you, are other achronim, other than, the, let's say, outside of the Bach, Magen, Avraham, Mishabura, that might hold that you make all three brachos, even in the absence of the, of the person.
1: And lastly, if you light for so the guy who's pointing to yourself, for you yourself, you, brach, you make bracha on your own or not?
0: You, make, you should light on your own first. Yeah, but good. let's say, because in the situation you happen to be lighting for your friend first, so you make all the brachos on, on, on your friends, and then you go ahead and, 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 and make on yours. But no, it, but you're getting into... Yeah, you have das on yours. It's not good. It's better to light on yours first so you don't get into any speckle. Yes? Let's say you're on a
1: plane and you want to show the app to light your candles for you and they and your your Hanukkah is not able, he's not able to do that. Would you have to get another Hanukkah to
0: light for you? Very interesting question. There is a Rabbeinu David. You heard of Rabbeinu David? He's a Talmud of, of the Ramban. He, he happens to be my favorite Rishon of all times. Rabbeinu David. Rabbeinu David. There's a Rabbeinu David that says that when a shliach lights for somebody else, he can't possibly do the, the real, real mitzvah, so so to speak. And he also says you shouldn't be making a bracha. Because the mitzvah of Hadluqat Nair entails um, setting up buying and setting up the oil and the wicks. And that the Balabayat does. And just because the comes and lights that, so that the Shriak is not doing the entire mitzvah, so to speak. And for that reason he shouldn't be making a brother. No, I'm
1: talking about the one, let's say he can't. Wait.
0: Have... So in, in, insinuating that to, if you want to fulfill the, the, myths of, uh, uh, Er Chanukah, you should be, you should own, okay, the oil or the candles or whatever it is that you're lighting with, but you should buy them, you should own them, and, and, and that might be the, the Makor of this Rabbeinu David might be the din of an Achsanai when someone's visiting somebody else's house. In the good old days, when it was one, one in Neri Yishuvay so the Gemara says that Achsanai would be Mishtatev Bepruto. Being Mishlatev Beprutah, according to Benu David's most probably according to David's understanding, is that you're buying some of the fuel so that you could have a part in the mitzvah, and that that's, assumes that that is part of the definition of the mitzvah. All the other Rishonim that don't say this, I mean, the Ron is insinuates this, but all the Rishonim that don't say this, they would say, not at all. There's no place that says you have to own the oil. And achsanai, perhaps, because you want to be incorporated in the household. You know, you want to be part of the, that mitzvah. But if it's, if it's in your own room, and, and, and you're not there, and, and you brought your candles with you on the plane, you ask your friend, oh, please light for me, so he could take out his own candles and light for you. To an According to Rabbeinu David, you have to own it. So maybe if you wanted to be Mahman or Rabbeinu David, you would tell your friend, listen, do a, a kinyam, have a third party, make a kinyam on the candles, so they should belong to me, well, before you light them. For you with his own candles, or to no, no, no no no. The, Minhog, the, uh, it's it's Mahajan and Mahajim. everybody lights their own chanukia. Okay. Yeah. So you
1: so
0: you make a, shall have to buy it for you? You make you know you ask Kashviah to light for you. If you want to be machmer on this Rabbeinu Sheet of Rabbeinu David, you have him also be kone the candles for you before he lights them. Yes, find, find more endowed friends to light for you. Okay, all right. Um, let's say you are only planning on lighting for an hour, and you're happy with an hour. But for some reason, some miraculous reason, your oil keeps keeps on burning. Okay, are you allowed to blow this out? Did I mention this last week? So the halacha is, you're allowed to jew out on the on the oil. And, and save oil for the next night, and blow them out. It is preferably halacha to make a tonight beforehand, and say, if, if this burns more than an hour, I'm going to blow it out. But if you didn't, if you didn't, you could still chew out on the, on the oil. You could still blow it out. As if you decided that, a, that a, a, an hour is enough. I don't know, in other words, unless you're really short on oil, I think it's, it's just nice, it's a Hidra Mitzvah, to try to cover your entire, you know, as much as Ad Shetich that you can. Like the Grizz did. But didn't. you don't have to. Now let us discuss the type of fuel that you'll be using to light. Okay? Oil or paraffin, or candles, so to speak. Oil or 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 candles. So, it's really Machokas Achronim. There are some Achronim that say, that the Nase was done specifically with oil, with olive oil. Okay? It doesn't say that in the Gemara, really. The Gemara, the discussion in the Gemara in Shabbos really stems from the Mishnah of B'mem Likim, where they we're looking for the best possible um, fuel and wicks to use for Nerot Shabbat, and that's where we get to Nerot Hanodah. And the, and the P'shad of the Gemara is the reason why olive oil... Um, is, is superior is because it gives a nicest flame. Later on, there were some achronim. I don't know if someone knows the reason I'd be very interested in hearing. There were some achronim that mentioned, well, the nace was also done with olive oil, and that's a good, another good reason to light with olive oil. Okay, um, Rav Kook Zatzal um, actually points this out, and he poskins better to use candles because candles nowadays give a better light, a brighter light and a more consistent, uniform light as compared to oil. And therefore, he used candles. Okay? Because, again, as as I just pointed out, it doesn't say any, anywhere in the Gemara specifically, you know, that why are you using olive oil? Yes? Um, does like, are either
1: candles
0: or oil? Just a moment, just a moment. The, uh, the Rav Zatzal, Rav Salvation Zatzal, used to use candles also. Like Rav Cook, okay, but not for the same reason. Um, his grandson explained to me that the Rav used candles simply because he wanted to cut down on the Bittel Torah of playing with wicks and oil and, and stuff like that, giving him more time to learn. But anyway, it shows that he felt that there wasn't any, an exclusive, exclusive din of having to use olive oil. Yes, Avi. So I told you according to Rav Kook he felt that the Hiddur Mitzvah is with candles because he felt that it's clear that you want to have the nicest the nicest light while other achronim hold that the Hiddur Mitzvah is with olive oil because the nais was done with the olive oil Okay yes is it the rose grandson that I was just
1: mentioned in the mm-hmm. Yes it was why You curious <laughs> yes um, uh but the rose Right. Oh, if you have your wife set up the candle for you, I mean, and it's not being bought like for theoretically. Um, so, is that would it be better to use oil for it?
0: Yeah, but are you going to get married before Hanukkah? Because you only have like one day. You have twenty-four uh, hours. That's Less that's than twenty-four hours.
1: But I'm asking. No, it's practical when I'm married. Um, if, if your wife is setting it up for you, I, mean, I don't know. Should you, should you be setting it up? For
0: I, I, I personally, from my childhood. I think it's part of the experience of Hanukkah is is making the wicks and pouring the oil and getting all messy and stuff like that. You get your hands into it, you know, like it's like the Kohanim with korbanos with with the blood, you know. It's like part of the mitzvah. It's you know it's part of the mitzvah. So for me, I'm like I don't even like to use the ready made wicks. I like to like get a, take a cotton ball. So I like to like, plant plant the cotton seed and then and then pick the cotton and and, 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 and take the seed out of the, the cotton ball and then then spin my own wicks, you know, and and use it.
1: But but theoretically, the rough would prefer olive oil if someone else was studying that for
0: us. Yes, yes. Anyways, um, I did mention to. You, um, that the best time to do all this setting up of the candles is during the break, after lunch, not during afternoon Seder. Because if you think about it, it's, it's, it's one of you know life's uh, um, ironies that we all know that the, that the Maccabim were most of Nefesh in order that Klay Israel could learn Torah. right? That's one of the reasons why they fought, that they should be able to learn Torah. And lo and behold, on Hanukkah in yeshiva in the afternoon, you know, people are not taking five minutes to light their candles and running back to base marriage to learn. They play a little dreidel, and then someone takes out a guitar, and then they have like a little kumsitz, you know, uh, or whatever, etc.
1: You
0: know, some people take an hour and a half to set up the candles. Um, Then someone shows up with sufkaniyot, and then it's another another party. There's a lot, a lot of parties, and, and it's interesting that on Hanukkah, we end up learning less Torah hours than we do on a normal day. I think it's a little ironic, but anyways. Um, there's a halacha of and Zokukla. If something unforeseen comes and and, blow, and blows out your candles, like your little sister who thought it was her birthday, okay, the halacha is you do not have to relight your candles. They so you don't have to light them, because when you lit them, they had the potential of uh, of staying lit their proper amount of time, and they were in a situation that they should have stayed lit had this unforeseen thing not have not have come however, if you light near a window and there already is a draft when you light and then it goes out, then your original lighting was not really good now you should you should relight it, but I, I think if, I think you should not make a bracha again okay the prima says that, you know, even when you relight, you shouldn't, even if it you know, went out for whatever reason it went out, when you relight, you definitely shouldn't make a bracha. Now, let's get to the actual lighting itself. There, there are different shitot in how to light. As an example, the grah holds that if you're lighting near a doorpost, there's supposed to be a tefach l delet So he feels that the first thing you always should light should be the the nair that's closest to the delet. No matter what the configuration is. Okay? But most of us don't have a a situation of lighting near a doorpost. And let's say, let's talk about a situation where you're lighting in a window. Okay? And let's say for argument's sake, you are in the cold outside, and I'm in the warm inside. I'm inside. And there's a window over here. Right? (laughs) Window. Okay? And let's say this is my menorah. And let's say it's the, the, the third night, let's say it's the first night, okay? And you're out there. So I'll set up this. In other words, for me, it's my, my most right. I'll set this up first. and I'll like that. Then the second night, I will set up this and this, setting this one up first, and then setting up this one, meaning the leftmost one first, and then this one. And then I would like this and then that one. okay, left to right. Okay? We're good? That's you on the outside and me on the inside. Um, there are situations where you're not in the window and it gets a little bit more complicated. Okay? Everybody with us here? Always the not very close to the door. No, no, unless you're closest to the door. <coughs> next. Um, we don't light from one nair to the next nair because it's a zilzol. It's a, it's, it's a negative or derogatory type of thing to take one of the out and use it to light another nair. You're showing respect to the nairot by getting a different source for your flame. So you shouldn't even really take a match and hold it over a, a pre-existing um, nair. You could use somebody else's shamish or, or light your own match to, to light those uh, nairot. That's one of the, the purposes of the shamish. You don't have to, by the way, use the shamish to light your nairot. You could have your shamish in your, you know in its place, and you could light it first, so you have a flame nearby, and then you could use another candle or or a matchstick to you know take the flame from the shamash and start lighting. Wait a second. On the first day, you would make all three brachot and light the first well, the nair. On the second day, according to most poskim, you would make two brachot and then light both nerot. But according to Rav Salvatix Ztsal, because uh, as we said. The shasanisim uh, alvotenu is a good chance. It's a birchad reiya. He says it's preferable to make a uh, first make a lachadik neir shalchanukah and then light one, one there. okay, and then make looking on that flame you say shasanisim alvotenu and then you light the second one such that you're using shasanisim also as a birchad if you make it and then afterwards you light the second one, and this way you're covering your best, be it the nature of before mitzvah or before shevach, you're, you're okay. Yes, Avi. Is there any mitzvah like, to start lighting the candles at, like when you're finishing the bracha, should, like the
1: not, not the end of the bracha after you finish the second bracha, but like in the middle, of, like a, in the middle of the first bracha? Second bracha.
0: Yes, it will be a similar idea, maybe, but yeah. If, uh, what
1: is there was it you you can't light during shabbos? You can.
0: You can of course you can light during shabbos, yeah, but uh, you don't have to. Can
1: you, is there any nafkamele on what's better to use either uh, external or candle or shamash no. or not really? No. No, no
0: difference. No difference. Okay, yes? Sir, can you just repeat
1: what he said to you on the first night
0: brachot? On the first night you make all three brachot and then, and then, then light.
1: So, uh, brachot, what do we do with that? You
0: can't do it. You can't, you know, in other words, the Rav wasn't so convinced that it's vichar r'iya that he would have left it to after. His choshis that might be vichar a mitzvah and therefore...
1: So after the first, after the
0: newest one. On the first night, therefore, you you make all three, right. and only on the second night and onward do you light one and after after, after it the itself. first bracha, and then after you lit that one, make Shah and light the rest. Right. You light the newest one, and
1: then you. Write.
0: You always write the, light the newest one, yes. Okay, now on Shabbat, um, you're supposed to um, light the near Shabbat after the near Hanukkah, Okay, normally. You write near Hanukkah, and then you write near Shabbat, which obviously is going to bring you way before Shkia, and raises the question, how early can somebody light? So the answer is, a person is allowed to light from Plagamincha on. Earlier than Plagamincha, the flame would have no significance. Okay, uh, The Lashon of the Gemara is Shigra uh, Bet Tahara Mayhava, meaning a, a flame in the middle of the day. Is, it means nothing. It's, it's even very difficult to even see. But from Plagamincha on... You could, you could light, and that's what you do on Shabbat. If a person ma- made a mistake and lit near Shabbat first, so if he's male, so the assumption is that he wasn't Makabel Shabbat, because he lit near, and he's gonna go to Shul to Davin Mincha still, which signifies, you know, weekday, and he doesn't have Kabbalah Shabbat, and therefore if you forgot, and you, and you lit near Shabbat first, you can go ahead and light near Chanukah. As, a, as opposed to a female who lights near Shabbat, the Females are Maccabelle Shabbat when they when they write in their Shabbat, and then they wouldn't be able to light the Nair Hanukkah after that. Yes, sir?
1: When you light on, on the Hanukkah, then you have to make sure that the light stays 30 minutes after,
0: say. Correct. Good point. I'm glad you said that. You're right. On Shabbat, you have to make sure that you, it's going to burn at least a half an hour after the proper time. If you pass in Shkir, there have to be at least a half an hour after Shkir. If you pass in seid, at least a half an hour after seid. So you can't use, right, you can, on, on Shabbat, on Erev Shabbat, you can't use those thin, colorful uh, Hanukkah candles that are the, the diameter of a child's finger. Right? You can't use those because they are like 35-minute candles and that's not enough. Now, yes? Uh,
1: there's a question about the uh, type of fuel we were talking about earlier. Um, so, obviously it has to be some sort of light, right? Can it be fluorescent light or some sort of a light bulb?
0: Can you use an electric light for near ne- Hanukkah? A lot of uh, modern-day achronim uh, tackle this. Uh, most of them are of the opinion that it is not valid. Some want to say, oh, you need a reservoir of, of energy, and maybe you could use a battery. Um, some would like to say that. Ramosha Feinstein, as an example, says, it's not a question whether incandescence is Eish or not. He brings a very interesting Raya. He says, Lahallacha, you couldn't take a piece of wood and light it and be Yotzi Ne'er Hanukkah with it. So he says, you know, even though it's Eish. But Ne'er Hanukkah requires a, 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 a wick, and requires a reservoir of fuel, Ramosha says. And he's not ready to look at the the filament of a light bulb as a wick. Okay. And therefore he disqualifies uh, electric lights. a lot of people, different people speak about it, you know, uh it Prof. It- Orbach has an interesting view, and he doesn't doesn't quickly dismiss it as quickly as, as, as Ramosha Feinstein does, but he also, you know, Moscana doesn't uh, doesn't champion using using Is there electric a lights. Value
1: to it? can you make a bracha on it in a shat at
0: khat? You can't you absolutely cannot make a bracha on it. Okay. If it's the Shah khat like you find yourself, I don't know, hijacked to a Soviet <laughs> Union and, and you're on the plane or something like that, and you and you, when you want to light the you know the bulb above your head to be to Yotseh. So yeah, if I had a choice of doing nothing or doing that, I would do that but without a bracha. Okay. But I'm
1: saying there, there is some sort of
0: value to it I just explained that would right. no, that would illustrate that. some value. Yes, sir?
1: Did you mitzvah Mishad Marv on Friday and you earlier because
0: no, a No, when a male lights, there's, there's not an assumption of Kabbalah Shabbat unless he's a Mechavah to be in Kabbalah Shabbat. Okay. Oh, just as an aside, you, sh- you know, by the way, that even though Shabbat always comes in at a particular time, there is a, a special key or mitzvah to be Mechabal Shabbat be- before Shabbat comes in, a Tosefet Shabbat. In other words, you know, it, it's, Tosefet, it should be done before shkia. So in every Arab Shabbat, a person really, sometime before Shkia, even if it's 60 seconds before Shkia, should say, I'm now a Kabbal Shabbat Kodesh. Just as an aside of Kabbalat Shabbat. Um, but, but, but lighting is not assumed to be Kabbalat Shabbat for a male. Yes?
1: Do we have to light our own candles for Shabbos and Yeshiva also?
0: Uh, also, as an aside, the answer is yes. A average Yeshiva Bachar is chayav in, in near Shabbat, and you should light your own... Uh, near Shabbat, here electricity does work, at least in my opinion. There, there are there are say it works. There are say it don't it doesn't work. There are some chachamim say you shouldn't make a bracha on it. My my personal opinion is that if it's an incandescent light, not like these fluorescents, but with a filament, that you you can and should light such a light, you know, in your rooms, specifically in your rooms, of uh, Shabbat. Like the little ones. By if you don't have an incandescent light bulb. Then I would say flip on a fluorescent without a bracha, uh, but you can't light with a flame in the in the dorms because of mishaps that happened in in the past. Yes. Also,
1: oh, is there an inion of of dabbing mincha before you light, like of, of
0: it? The Indian would be to be able to light a little bit little bit closer to shkia. Meaning after yeah. mincha. You follow? Because yeah, yeah. otherwise you have to dab mincha earlier. That would be an Indian.: Okay. havdola. Havdalah um, is totally on whatever your Minog is. You know, if your minhag is, if your father's minhag is to light Chanukiah and then do Havdalah, so that's what you should do. If it's the other way around, you should do the other way around. In a place that there's no, you don't have a clear minhag, your father tells you, we have no clear minhag, so you should follow the old rule of Todir V'she'enu Tadir, Todir Kodem, and therefore do Havdalah first, and then set up your Hanukkiah. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. You don't to you not to lighting you have obviously you must say hamavdi ben Good point. Because if you, if you minigiz, or for whatever reason you want to light like before Avdol, for sure you have to say Baruch Hamavdil ben Kodesh Shalchol. Anytime you want to do any malacha, you definitely have to do that. But that's a good point. Okay, um, I mentioned this, but I'm going to go over it again. The, uh, Shulchanach brings down the, from the Gemara, it's based on the Gemara, the Dinavarach Sanai. And the Shulchanach says, Achsanai, Achsanai is a boarder, a person who's a guest, Shei Madlikim Alabba Beitol, that he knows for a fact that no one's lying for him in his own house, Sarech Le Teit Prutal Abalabayet Lishtateif Imo Be Shemen Shalner Chanukah. In order to have a Shutfut in the Shemen. Okay, this is coming from the Ramvam, but it's coming from the Gemara. That's the din of If he has his own little house that has its own doorway to the Rishud HaRabim, so he would, uh, this this guest, he has, let's say, he's in the guest cottage of, of this mansion, or something like that. So then, he should light his own menorah. Now, the Shulchan Aruch is according to the shita of the Shulchan Aruch, following the shita of the Rosh, that holds that Mahajim and Mahajim means one Chanukiah per house. And therefore the Petach that he has lots is mean that he has his own house, so to speak. He has his own house, he has to write his own menorah. The Mishnah quotes the Mahari Vile, who was a very early Ashkenazi Achron, the Mahari Vile, and he says that the Dinach Sinai only applies to the sheet of the Shulchan Aruch that Neri Shobato or even Mahajan Mahajan is just one Chanukiah. But according to the Ashkenazi Minog, that each individual has a individual uh, obligation to light on his own, there's no din of being Mishhthat pepruto, And you should light on your own. And as you go to someone's house for Shabbat, you bring your own Chanukiah, whatever you need to bring, and, and you light on your own. Okay? Um, just a moment. If you are in someone's house for Shabbat, and all the meals you're going to be eating in one house, but you're going to be sleeping in a different house, so you should be lighting in the house that you're sleeping. Because sleeping is the main koveya uh, um, in in this particular situation. Yes, sir? If
1: you're in an Ashkenazi, and you're going to a Sephardi house, should you be lighting your own, even though... That's
0: a very interesting question. I'm not sure. I think if I were in that situation... I would ask permission from the Vala do you mind if I light my own? Um, but I, it's not clear. That's a ve- that would be a very interesting situation. Okay, yeah. <coughs> also
1: uh, if you are eating uh, if you're eating one place and sleeping in another, you still have a head to it, like if you're not gonna be going to the place where you're sleeping until
0: that night. Oh, so so revluconsine revluconsine that holds um, that if you are going, if you slept the night before in this place, and you're going to let's say let's say you slept the night before in, in Makkah in place A, and you're going to sleep that this coming night in in place B, you have an option to light your Hanukkah either in A or B. Okay, I mean, like, let me give you a live example. Motzei Shabbos, you slept in your Aunt Tilly's house in Katamon HaYisna. Okay, and you're off now back to yeshiva. Okay, you have an option. You could light in an Antilles. Of course, last night you lit, slept in her house, or you could you could wait and come to yeshiva. Or, you know, travel directly to yeshiva and light in an yeshiva because that night, the coming night, you're going to sleep in yeshiva. Okay. So again, you, know, you slept in last night in A, and you're going to sleep in B you have a choice in that, in that you know, it's set that's in between A and B, to light either in A or B. Rav um, Luchansin was of the opinion that if you're going directly back to your dorm, it is better to light in your dorm, even though you're going to be delayed by an hour or two. Interestingly enough. No, in
1: the, the scenario in which I was referring to is that if, if you, uh, hmm? if you sleep, sleep in place A, and then you spend the majority of your day and eat in place B, and then you go to sleep in place C. But way eating, later... Eat, eating, is not, eating is not... Okay.
0: Is nothing? There, there are some shitot that say eating counts, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I, I feel. Halakha lemaisa, eating is not the place to light. Okay, so, so you should
1: theoretically wait until place C, even if it's way later.
0: No, yes, no, so now, if it's off the charts later, meaning it's there's no longer anybody out, then, then you should like get a shliach or something.
1: Okay, and what is considered sleeping? Is it the whole night or half an hour or what? Is it like the no, the
0: whole night to sleep there for the night. That's your malkum for the night. Not falling asleep in someone's you know couch. Yes. You
1: said the, the the using using your own stuff an hour later. Does that say that if you had a shliach that could light for you at a proper time, you should not use the shliach? Correct. You should be the one to. There
0: are many achronim that say if you have a shliach, the light at the proper time, you should use the shliach. There are many achronim that say that. But following in, in the direction of what Rav Lichamstein says, and also following a little bit in what Rav Salvatric seems to have, have insinuated, and the example of the Kolevnikim and YU, because they also could have their wives light and come home later, right? Um, that no, that you and, and Rav Moshe, fine as well, you, that you, you know, you, when you come home is when you light. Okay? If you're in a situation where everybody's leaving the house that, for that evening and no one's going to be there from Shkia till sometime the next day, there's no chiyuv to light in that particular house. You don't have to send somebody, oh, go run quickly, light in my house in Florida or something like that. You know, because there has to be a Hanukkah. No. You only have a chiyuv of lighting in a house that someone's actually living in. Okay? Now, um, the Gemara says, Haroa Yivarech That's what the Gemara says. And there's a machotis we've shown him as to what's the scenario. Are we talking about somebody who um, no one is going to light, be lighting for him that entire night and he's ro ner- Chanukah, and that's when he makes the bracha? Okay? Um, that's how the Rashba understood it. But if he's going to light, or if, even if he has a shliach for someone lighting in his house, even if he's never going to see his own Chanukiah, you would not make a bracha on the Ne'er chanukah Or, according to the Mordechai, even if it's the lighting in his house, but he's not going to see that lighting. And now he's walking on the street, and he sees some other Jews' uh, Chanukiah, then you, the Mordechai holds, that's when you make this bracha, of Sha'asa uh, Nisim L'Avoteinu, even though you kind of discharge, you did discharge your chiyuv through a shliach. And that is one of the prime uh, proofs that Sha'asa Nisim L'Avoteinu is more than just a birchat mitzvah, but rather an expression of nisim that's not, not limited to the act of the mitzvah per se. And that's how there are more Paskins. The Shulchan has on that. Shulchan says, if your wife or someone lit for you in your own home, he passing the Shana like the Rashbah, the Mishabura and Pri Khadash or Machmir like the Rashbah, and they hold you can't you can't make the brachasha sanisim. Okay? Any questions? Yes, sir.
1: Um, you said something about the door you have to light on both well, let's say the the second doorpost leads to the backyard where no one walks through. Would you have to
0: light there? No. If there's no exposure and, and, and people don't walk through the back door, you don't have to light there. Yes.
1: People, they, they, put for they put
0: up shelves that are close in the foyer, not in the room itself. I imagine.
1: No, it's in the As you
0: enter the entrance, get there early. Yes.
1: And yeah, in this type of situation, when one kind of yeah, I assume, is going to be on top of another, like they're just going to—they're all going to be mesh, and it could be very hard to count the lights. So is that, should you still light there? Or yes. You yes. That the
0: place? No, you should light there. But be careful of a fire hazard. Yes? Can
1: you just review the <coughs> distinction between lighting by the doorpost and lighting by the window in terms of the direction that you light? Do you mean you
0: light, to light left right? The gross of the opinion that you always start the first thing you light is the closest to the, the doorpost. But other achronim hold that you follow the same the same situations at any time. In other words, if, again, I'm on the inside, you're on the outside... You, the, right. second, the second night you, you set up this yeah, and yeah. this and you light this first and then that.
1: Correct. It doesn't matter if you're a the doorpost or the
0: one. According to Mosaflame. The girl felt, you can start with the doorpost. Yes?
1: Uh, if you're staying in a flat, which is... Uh, uh, an <laughs> apartment, sorry, sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you spoke last time about a lot of my of the 20 almost height restriction, etc. What should one do if I'm staying in an apartment?
0: According to our look scene. Okay. If you can't light at the bottom, at the entrance of the, of the building itself, you light in your window, even if you're on the 7th or 8th floor. Well, that's that okay? Huh? And that's that okay. And that's okay. With a bracha, and that's okay. Okay, we said two reasons. Number one, because nowadays there are, there are thing, structures that high. And number two, quite often there are buildings across the street on that similar level that people could see the light.
1: Just instead of opening up, we're assuming they can't push buildings, even though people don't really walk past. It's not that point. No, 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 no. The doors are high. Assuming people walk past it. 11, 11. Do you have yeah. any people in the dorm? Yes. Last, um, last question. Yes. If you get a, if you get a home, home late and no one's up, are you allowed to wake someone up?
0: I don't think so. It's an interesting question.
1: If you did that, I'd be very upset.
0: It would probably be Gesel Shainer. I'm not sure. In other words, I think that if, if you feel guaranteed that the person would be happy to help you, to be happy to wake up, then like any situation, when you know the person would be happy to wake up, wake him up, so then you could do that. But if you're not sure the person is happy, I don't think it's motive for you to wake him up. And then you just up a creek. Okay? That's all, folks.